This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit BBQInstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And buy Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors, so please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuers Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. The show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. Rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. And uh, some of you are probably keeping track now. We're like four years rapidly becoming known as the capital. We'll get there, trust me. 
Uh, hey, I'm your program host, by the way, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do it one of two ways. Toll-free phone, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show at any point if you want to. Greg at com. Those are your ways of lines of communications with the show if you want to jump in. If not, you can just lay out, enjoy the show for what it is. Fun, entertaining talk time about smoky, fiery, porky, fat goodness for all that we know. Fat. Everybody loves fat stuff, right? Fat. Of course. Uh, here's what's happening on the show. Maybe you didn't get the newsletter. First and foremost, go ahead over to the website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Right there at the top right of the navigation page, it says sign up for newsletter, pump in an email address, and every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will get the heads up on who will be on the show tonight. At some point, I think I'm actually going to offer special discounts uh, through my advertisers, but you have to be signed up. There's only 400 spots left, and then after that, it's closed out. You're, it's like you have free access to a country club, and as soon as we hit uh, 1,000 members, guess what? That's it. You're up. No more access, no matter how much money you offer me, although I'm still open to bags and bags of cash. Here's what's happening on the show tonight. Twelve minutes from now, Sam Zion. You know him as uh, Sam the Cooking Guy. He hosts one of the most popular online cooking shows. Uh, it's a, a special favorite. of That's not even a word. It's uh, one of my favorite shows to watch on the Internet, or television for that matter. He kind of combines uh, two things, uh, kind of a radio talk show. And then cooking at the same time. And it's about an hour long, so first half is going to be, you know, going over what's happening. You know what? I'm going to let him tell us what the scoop is on the show. But I like it because there's, there's talking, and I like it because there is also a, a cooking component. And the cooking is start to finish. It's not all pre-prepped stuff, and then somehow it magically happens in a certain period of time. It's all taking place 30, 40 minutes, depending on what he's doing. And, you know, basically showing you that you can take something from start to finish, half an hour, 40 minutes or less. And, man, it just looks well, everything that he makes, one looking better than the other. And the other thing that I like, you know, where this show started out as a radio show only, and against all of my will, with every fiber of my being trying to deny video to each and everybody on the interwebs. I gradually went ahead and integrated video. Uh, Sam started out with video right off the bat. So his is high production. He's got five, six people working on it. And it is a fabulous show. And it airs uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, The Sam Livecast. Dot com is the website, so uh, Sam will be coming up. We're going to be talking about uh, kitchen essentials. When he was on the end of February, we were talking about dieting because people are fat. <laughs> so we'll check in and see what's going on with him in regards to diet, all that fun stuff. Uh, and he'll take about two segments. So first hour, Sam Zion, uh, Sam the Cooking Guy. Go to the samlivecast.com or uh, thecookingguy.com, I believe, is his other website, and see what he's got going on. Second hour. Uh, we'll find the regular lot of monthly contributors. Uh, one of the guys that has the coolest job in America, bbq.about.com. Derek Riches joins us. We have a new arsenal of things to go over and review. Maybe we're coming into substantial amounts of money where we have expendable cash to buy or add to the barbecue and grilling arsenal. Derek is going to go over some new things that are happening out there in Purchase Place and let you know this is something that perhaps you would want to consider putting your money towards, or maybe it's a big fat loser and you don't want to waste your money on it. Derek will give us the heads up 
prior to us buying, getting remorse, then bringing it back and feeling like a tool. That's why we like having Derek on bbq.bot.com. Scott Roberts will help me close out the show. Scott is a master reviewer of sauces and rubs. He's also a chili head, self-proclaimed. He eats habanero peppers and bloat jalukia peppers. He's talked about it many times. He's got fire blowing out of his anus the next day because of all the stuff that he does. But this is what he, that's his niche. And then he does me a favor by reviewing the barbecue sauces and the rubs once a month. And again, loads to choose from, especially on the internet. Uh, when you go to the store, you see aisle has grown in seismic and gargantuan proportions from what it used to be five, ten years ago. you got a billion sauces and a billion rubs to choose from. Scott is picking out three. He'll review them. And then inevitably it's up to your palate, just like always. But he's at least a good lightning rod of if things are good or if things suck. So Scott Roberts, scottrobertsweb.com will help me close out the show. So there you go, 877-448-0433. Greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. Right, as promised uh, last week, uh, I'm wearing this T-shirt from Crash DiGiorni in Hawaii, believe it or not. It's a hip barbecue, or uh, I'm sorry, high high barbecue. And then the, uh, the catchphrase here. Uh, it's pow when it's pow. Uh, I don't speak Hawaiian myself, but uh, I'm guessing it's done when it's done. Could be uh, high, like hi, barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, highbarbecue.com. It's the place to go in Hawaii for all things barbecue. I'm sure there's a chat room and all that other good stuff, too. So uh, I want to say thanks to Crash for uh, giving me this cool shirt. Love it. I love the, This is the color I love the most because it brings out the color in my eyes and keeps me slender on camera. Um, let me show you this real quick. You know, I did, what was it, a couple weeks ago, we showed you the Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage Special. To critical acclaim, that guy was hilarious. I was scouring the interwebs, and I found that uh, Jones fancies himself a YouTube sensation. And he came up with another business that I would like to introduce you guys to tonight. Uh, and, uh, well, I think pretty much this is going to kind of speak for itself here. So let's go ahead and uh, just take a look at this. Lawn under your porch on the side of the highway where you can store all that stuff my way. Down here at Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Car Storage. Now, I know y'all got stuff at your house that you don't need no more, you don't want. You know you ain't going to use that printer. Why keep it all around your house? Bring it down here to my house. You ain't the deuce of hazard. You know you're going to use that ugly yellow luggage. You don't need all this crap. What you going to do with this? This is not what it... In my yard. I don't care. I'll store this motorcycle in that van for you for $10.99 a month. You got old tires. They charge you $3 for that old tire. You can rent a truck. You can store a car. They don't care. Bring it on down here. You ain't got to put that old tire for $3 for less than a hell. For you, for $3, they're going to charge you. I do it down here for a buck fifty down here at Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Storage Facility. Now, friends, you may ask yourself, <laughs> how in the hell can he store this stuff for such a cheap price? This in a box. Mark it for you, put it away, seal it. The fact of the matter is, I'm pretty drunk right now, and store it. And this is a drunk discount sale down here at Jones Big Ass Truck Rental and Car Facility. You got an elephant, I got space. Send me smoke signals. You got weed, and I'll store anything you want. Go ahead and give me a call or find me on them internets at www.jonesbigasstruckrentalandstorage.com. That's J-O-N-E-S, Big Ass Truck Rentals and Storage.com. This is a bus. You know how big a bus is? <laughs> How do you like that, Jeff? 
Jones Big Ass Truck Rentals. It's plural. Jones Big Ass Truck Big Ass Truck Rentals. Internet Truck Rentals. It's all plural there. And if you didn't see the Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage, he actually has like a, now it, it got so viral. He's got like this director's cut where they put in even more gross stuff. So, you know, if you're not eating barbecue or not getting stuff fried in the commercial, you can bring stuff in and he'll just fry it for you. Bring whatever you want in. Bring a finger, bring a cookie bar, whatever the case may be. He'll fry it for you for five bucks. And then while you're waiting, he uh, massages your feet with barbecue sauce and other such revelry. So check that one out, too. Just uh, go to barbecue or go to YouTube, Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. I believe is uh, is the cool place to check all that stuff out. And people store everything in there, and he doesn't care, as, evidently, as long as you have weed. He can be bought with weed. Many people can be bought with weed. Who can't be bought with weed? 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Again, we have uh, Sam, the cooking guy, coming up here in just a couple minutes. We also have in the second hour... Uh, Derek Riches from About.com, and then we also have Scott Roberts helping me close out the show, doing a review on barbecue sauces and rubs as well. So it's packed. Hang out. Enjoy. First, let me tell you quickly about Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. As many of you know, I have got my hands on a pellet cooker now four or five months ago. First thing I thought of right away, got to get fuel for that cooker in pellet form. It's got to be Barbecuer's Delight. Why? Because they are widely considered to be the pellet resource for fire pellet cookers. That's right. Whether you're on the competition trail or just in the backyard like me, folks choose Barbecuers Light Wood Pellets more than any other brand for the superior quality and flavor. And you should give them a try as well. You can find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. No problem. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing that cast iron pot option. You buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets. You load one-third cup into the pot, then place that into your cooker or grill. Let that sweet, succulent smoke take care of the rest. Now, maybe you're not familiar with how pellets are made. Let me give you a little insight here. When pellets are made, all of that air within the cellular structure of the wood is evacuated, thus concentrating the wood into a very dense form, much denser than natural trees. And as you compare this to the other wood flavor enhancers, pellets will yield more smoke intensely which helps give that food that nice, smoky flavor that you're looking for. And since it's processed by sawdust under pressure, which generates heat, all the contaminants in that wood are eliminated. It produces a sterile smoking product of consistent quality. Pellets are easy to use since you don't soak them in water before use. And they're easy to blend. Wood flavor produce consistent results each and every time. Barbecuers, Delight Wood Pellets are the place to go. All right, so here are some things you need to remember. Uh, one, if you're getting the sampler packed, it's 100% flavor wood, so be wary. Now, if you have a pellet-fired cooker like me, the recipe changes. It's two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood. Gives you that consistent BTU temperature burn that you need, but gives you that wood smoke flavor that you're striving for as well. So go ahead to the website, Barbecuers Delight, right now, bbqrsdelight.com. Check out all the flavors they have, and stop fussing with the sticks and the chunks. Barbecuers Delight, the choice of competition cooks, and the backyard warriors like me, bbqrsdelight.com. That's Barbecuers Delight. We come back with uh, Sam the Cooking Guy. It's going to be great. 877-448-0433. Greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. You see a little strange guy crawling around on the floor there? Get that big stuff out of here. I knew I... 
Got midgets underneath the floor. What's going on? Don't worry about it. There's a live studio audience here tonight. Check this out. Let me see if I can go here. Look, live studio audience. There's plenty of people. They can't even see it. They're going to be very, be very concerned tonight. No mic. Otherwise, I'd have Corey mic'd up right there. He'd be talking about how he's tasering people during law enforcement. Never mind. Uh, Sam is coming up next. You're listening to Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. the hour 877-448-0433 greg at the bbq central show.com uh, my first guest tonight making his second appearance on the show well maybe like two and a half uh maybe like second and a half appearance ran into some technical difficulties last time but we've got that all ironed out hopefully. Uh, it's called the sam livecast to show that he hosts it airs every monday wednesday and thursday at 9 p.m eastern standard time Let's go ahead and uh, race over the hotline and welcome back Sam Zion. Sam, how are you, buddy? Good, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Sam. Always appreciate you making time for the show here. Uh, it, it was a little rocky last time, so it looks like we've gotten everything kind of worked out, which I uh, appreciate you sticking with. A so, little rocky? Uh, all right. Guess what? It was a lot rocky. Let's be honest. If we're being honest with each other, there was F-ups all around, but look. I can see your face. You can see my face. I don't know how we much. Got, I don't know if that's good for anybody. We got it figured else. out now. That's right. We got it all figured out. All right. So let me, let me hearken back. Uh, you were on the show the first time uh, towards the end of February. And at that point, we were kind of leading off talking about diets. You were on a, a rampage of eating. You were at Vegas. Uh, you were packing on some pounds. You were talking about, you know, dropping some weight. So, yeah. It, are you happy with where you're at now? Is the diet good? Are you looking to get back on the diet? Where are we at? Net loss, net gain? No, I, uh, yeah, uh, net gain. I'd, 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 love, I'd love to lose a couple of pounds. Now, if here, we're being honest with each other, and I think we are, Yes. I'd like to, I'd like to drop a few pounds. All right, so... One, and, my, and my wife is sitting right there. <laughs> here, look. It's Mrs. Uh, it's Mrs. Cooking Guy, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> Wave, Cal. <Kel. laughs> yeah, Nothing like being enough. on camera so, when you're not ready, right? So I know that uh, she is saying, yes, he could lose a few pounds. Of course. Everybody could stand to lose a few. Well, I could probably stand to put on a few pounds, but that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. Now, I was watching, it was a past show, it was episode 155. You had been to a fair, and oh my God, yeah. it seemed like... Everything there was being fried, and it all looked fantastic. But it seems at this point, Sam, that nothing is off limits when it comes to being deep fried. What do you think the fascination is with deep frying everything? You know, it's hard to say. I mean, somebody started it at a fair years ago, 
And, and it's just stuck. I mean, I mean, look at your own fair that you go to, and I don't know which one it is, but I'm quite certain it's no, you know, somebody on the East Coast or the Middle Coast or the, the West Coast decides to deep fry, you know, a Twinkie, and suddenly everybody's doing it. This year, um, deep fried butter made a comeback again from last year. Wow. And it was just, it was ridiculous. It was really more like a churro with extra butter poured on top. It was really kind of stupid. And the chocolate bars and the candies and the things like that. Honestly, one of the best things I've had deep fried have been little White Castle burgers. Because <laughs> those so need I, to be deep fried. That's what I always, I was saying, what's the one thing missing from a slider or a bomber is it needs to be deep fried. Okay, so it's interesting you say that because I thought when I first heard of it that it was going to be disgusting and it was a ridiculous notion <laughs> to think about deep frying a burger until I took a bite. And I'm, it's definitely nothing that I'm going to want to eat on a regular basis. In fact, it's only fair time, really. But it was really darn good, Greg. I'm honest. Really darn good. Frying does seem to bring out. I mean, you're adding a whole new flavor profile to, to whatever it is that you haven't had fried before. So I guess I understand that yes, too, of course. That's true. Now, look, I'm, I'm getting a lot of uh, instant feedback here in my chat room. Uh, I've made no unabashed uh, holdbacks with you that I am secretly, not even secretly, I'm openly in love with your kitchen. And we're getting an extra oh, wide you. shot today. I mean, it's and this is something that you know that probably wasn't the original kitchen, or, or you, uh, you you spent a lot of time putting it together. So for you know a lot, a lot of us barbecue guys are also foodies, if you will, and right. to, to sit there and have a functional kitchen like yours, but with the way it's laid out and the appliances, and you can write on your uh, your slider cabinet doors over there, and you have the big island yep. that looks like it's a cut top. How long did you plan it? How long did it take to get installed? Do you have like uh, the the, um, the mm. cement floors and all that? I mean, it's fabulous. We do have cement floors. Yeah, you know what? Look, here's the deal. Um, we hadn't thought about doing our kitchen until a a a, a guy was a, a suggested by a family member, and. The deal was uh, he would love to do our kitchen. He'll give us a deal on it. We hadn't thought about it. We came. He talked. Liked the guy a lot. Liked his work a lot that we had seen or heard of. And we decided we would do it. We pushed out. Well, it's really hard for you to see, but but we added five feet towards uh, the outside. Mm -hmm. This wall that's right here ended about here before. Wow. Sort of at the end of the the counter, yep. so we ended. We added five feet. the 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 short version is is that the guy came two weeks after he started the demolition to tell me that he'd gone bankrupt, he'd ran out of money, <laughs> and the even shorter story is that money that we had already paid him in advance for certain things, he he spent on something else oh. and nothing to do with me. Of course, never. Always. So we had. We had to start again. It was the classic. Uh, it was the classic contractor ripping off yeah. a client story, and, and I don't want to make it sound like that always happens, but those are the ones that you hear about. And so, what was supposed to be this much money and this much time became this much money and this much time. Because we had to 
literally start over again with a brand new contractor. Headaches about. So we took about took about uh, uh, about six months, I think, yeah. from start to finish, which it shouldn't have taken. You're right. And don't forget, this is where I do all my work. I shoot my TV show here. Anything I shoot food wise is from this kitchen. So it, it was an awkward period. Sam, the cooking guy, joining me here on the show. What are you drinking tonight, Sam? I'm drinking like a, a sort of a modified cosmopolitan, which sounds very not masculine right this second, but <laughs> uh, you know, vodka, vodka, water, splash of cran is what I'm drinking. There you go. I, uh, I'm joining you uh, not so manly with the three olives vodka berry with lemonade. Well, that's pretty good. Oh yeah! Oh, it's great. That's but, not, you know, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. I'm not drinking bourbon one, on the rocks. I don't think one is any manlier or less manly right. than the other. All right. So we're we're either equally as manly or equally as feminine. I don't know uh, which one we want to say, but that's all right. I'm gonna uh, go with I'm gonna go with equally as feminine. I'll join you with that one. Absolutely. Uh, the Sam Livecast is Sam's website. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't checked it out before. Um, I guess for the folks that aren't familiar with your show, Sam, if you could just kind of briefly break down you know, the concept of sure. what you're looking to do with it. The Sam Livecast is, is really, I say it's like a combination radio talk show and um, a TV cooking show. I mean, yours is like a radio talk show that you can watch, right? Right. Um, so we, this, the, we have that component. I sit here... And the first, you know, it's about an hour show. In the first 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it is, we, we talk about food mostly. We talk about uh, things that are happening in the world of entertainment and sports and whatever. What went on in our days, that kind of stuff. And then, and then I always cook. And this has been, uh, this is uh, taco week. So last night uh, I did two different types of tacos. We're live Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Last night I did a, a chicken taco. Um, with the deli roasted chicken is the basis of, of where I went. Uh, it was super uh, delicious. Lots of onion cooked in it. It was great. Bunch of cilantro. And, and I, tacos for me are soft tacos. I don't use the crunchy shells. Uh-huh. Um, not many people in Southern California go to the crunchy shell. And I did a shrimp um, potato and red corn taco. Mm. I stir-fried all those three things. Have you seen red corn? No, never. Uh, I wish I had one here. I gave it to Lynn last night to take home. You'll see a picture of it. I'm not sure that the recipes from last night are up yet, but it's a great-looking thing. Anyway, I stir-fried those, and we put a little queso fresco on the top of it. and It's fantastic. Is there a picture of it up right now on the website? uh, Well, there should be. The recipes are usually up, and the videos usually up by... This time by like mid afternoon, but I know Linda had some technical challenges today, and I'm not sure if they're. I didn't oh. check before we started talking. Yeah, yeah. Here's a. Uh, I don't see any red taco, but I see like the tacos that you made with the meat, and it's kind of all scattered over around the table. Yeah. So it scroll down. Might you see a picture of the red corn? No, it's just just one Maybe picture not. for this one. Yeah. I'm gonna blow just, that up. Okay. So there was two. So that tells me that he had uh, wow. he had some challenges. That's that's a that's so an that's awesome the, picture. It looks like uh, you know you just kind of ran right through it with your mouth, and the re, the remnants just kind of hit the table there. <laughs> you know, we uh, Lynn favors the messy picture, so we shoot the show, and then when we're done, Lynn comes out. We keep the cameras up. Uh, we call it the aftercast. We keep the cameras up for about fifteen minutes. You can't hear anything, 
but you can just watch what's going on. And honestly, for a lot of people, it's it's somehow like their favorite part of the show, which is a little hurtful because I think they'd like to hear the part where we're interacting <laughs> and talking, whatever. And, and people can follow along on Facebook while they watch the show. It's all very cool. Um, but Lynn takes pictures and then he favors ones often that are a little bit messy. It's sort of more realistic, you know? Uh, yeah, well, I think it also uh, plays into, uh, let's call it, uh, people's voyeuristic, What you know, they, they, maybe the reason why it's so popular is people are able to kind of look in without hearing and they're able to right. play that their part. own music, you know? Exactly. And I think, you know, I think the show itself is interesting because, you know, imagine watching a cooking show and you want to know what you could substitute for an ingredient or what the knife is that the guy's using or how would you do this? People ask on Facebook and Kelly, who's you just saw, yep. she'll read out the questions and we'll answer them. It's a very interactive, fun thing that, that we dig. We like it a lot. All right. So let me ask you this. You know, yeah. you're, a, you're a cooking guy. I'm a barbecue guy. We have cooking in common. And, mm. you know, I guess while I find myself a little bit more comfortable outside in front of a, a live fire aspect, uh, sure. sometimes I just can't cook outside. I mean, weather dictates or it just doesn't lend itself because I'm working, whatever the case may be. So now I'm in the kitchen. So It is what it is. Right. So as someone who is adept at cooking and you know a lot of implements and, you know, you have some stuff that's branded under your name as well. What are like some of the most essential tools to have in any kitchen? I gathered a selection of things right here. And um, let's see if I can show you this. Yeah. Oh. Wait, you see that? Yeah. I feel like a doctor about to perform (laughs) some operation. But here's the point. As I have these here, the first two are the only two that I see you have to have. Okay. And with these two things, I could do everything. And one is a quality steel knife. And the other one is a good pair of tongs. So here's the deal about a knife. Uh, um, You may have heard the term full tang before. And full tang means that the steel in the knife goes all the way through from the tip, one piece all the way through to the end of the handle, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see that the steel is right there. Yep. There's forged knives and there's stamped knives. Stamped knife means that they take a big sheet um, and they cookie cutter out the, the blades, a forged knife is they take a block of steel and they pound it down to the knife shape. And then they hone it and they put the blade on it and all that. A forged knife is definitely better than a stamp knife. A knife that has a full tang, again, the steel going all the way through to the butt of the handle, is a better knife. Apart from that, the next most important thing is the knife that's comfortable in your hand. If you've got somebody who's Five foot one, uh, you know, a nine inch chef's knife that looks like this is going to be huge in their hand. In fact, I don't even use this all that often. This knife is a six inch knife. It's made by a company called Ergo Chef. It does have my has my logo on it, but it's kind of my go to knife. It's got a great point. It's it's very sharp. I like to keep it sharp, and I could I could butter a piece of toast with this. 
I could cut a chicken, the breast off of a chicken. I could carve a turkey. I mean, it wouldn't be ideal for a big turkey because it's kind of short and you want a longer one. Yeah. But I could do. I could cut a steak. I could do anything with this. That's important. I was in a, a cookware store one day and I was listening to a salesperson sell an ass load of knives to, to a woman. And, and the pitch was this. Here's what you have to have. You have to have this, an 8-inch, and a 10-inch, and a 4-inch, and a this, and a that, and a pairing, and blah, blah, and a bird's beak, and a, all, the whole list. And I, I didn't interrupt, but I wanted to walk up and go, no, no. You need one good knife. This knife, I could do everything I need to do. And this knife is not an expensive knife. It's a good one. It's probably 65 70 bucks. You can buy, you know, lives this size or a little bit bigger for 100 bucks, 125 bucks. So it's not a cheap investment, but it's a good investment to buy a good one. One good knife and then tongs. And I know in the barbecue grilling world, there are all manner of tongs out there. Not the least of which, but maybe the crappiest of which are the super long ones that have wood on the handle, but it's really just like a bent piece of metal <laughs> that you couldn't pick up, you know, a piece of paper with. So these are, these are um, spring-loaded tongs. I could pick up a quarter with this. I could pick up a two-pound salami with this, and that's important. I mean, I brought, if you're going to go all out, and get two pairs. I've got the long and the short right here. But I'd say if you're only going to buy one, I would buy a short-handled pair. And then after tongs, which act like a second pair of hands for you, then there are the things that I like that are not super necessary, but I really like. The citrus squeezers. Do you have one of these? I have one of those. It came with my uh, bottle of Bombay Sapphire one time as a promotion, and the juicer is fabulous. What color is it? It's uh, it's gray and blue. It's gray and blue. Okay, so they make these in the different colors of the citrus. And here's a tip. They make a smaller version that's green for limes, yep. this medium size that's yellow for lemons, and a bigger one that's orange for oranges. I don't squeeze oranges all that often, so I don't need that one. And I know that I can put the smaller lime in this one as I can lemons so I bought the middle one, and I'm fine. My sister-in-law, who I adore, has all three. And what that means is she has to store three of these in a drawer somewhere. I don't want to do that. I want to be a minimalist when it comes to this stuff. I don't own a rolling pin because two reasons. I don't make a whole lot of dough or things that have to be rolled out. But when I do, I always have a bottle of wine or a bottle of vodka or a bottle of tequila. Have you ever tried to store a rolling pin? Uh, yes, and that's why I don't have one anymore. It's a pain in the ass. Of course. It's a, they should stop making them. You don't need them. It's a space taker-upper. Right. Let me ask you one quick question about the uh, yeah, yeah. transitioned off the knife real quick, uh, and you can answer this yeah. before we go to the first break, and then we'll pick this up here in mm -hmm. a second. Uh, as far as knives are concerned, you know, one good knife is what you need. What about, like, sharpening? Do you need a sharpener? Do you take that to, like, a knife sharpener to do that? What's your best advice there? Here's the deal. Sharpening is very tricky. And uh, when we come back, I'll show you what I use. I have a steel or I have a, a diamond steel. If you can't sharpen your own knives and that's okay, you should take them to a, uh, a knife guy 
I'd say once a month. I try to sharpen my knives after every sort of substantial use, which for me is every couple of days. Yeah. But it's only a couple of pulls on my steel, and that's all it takes. You know, they say that um, dull knives are dangerous. Have you heard that? Yeah, of course. Be- because if the knife is dull, you're putting undue pressure on whatever it is you're cutting, and your hand will slip because it's not sharp, and you'll cut yourself. I'll tell you this. I've never cut myself on a dull knife. I've cut myself on a sharp knife. But sharp, but dull knives don't do anything you want. You want a sharp knife, and you want to keep it sharp. Right. All right. So you either learn how to do it, and you, you buy a steel, or you go to a farmer's market, which every or popping up everywhere now. Yeah. And you sharpen a knife. You, you hand your knife to the guy, and you come back a half an hour later, and uh, with the, the tomatoes and the carrots and the plums and things that you've bought, and uh, he sharpened your knife, and it's two bucks or whatever, a buck fifty, something like that. Yeah, cheap, cheap enough. All right. Uh, so cheap we'll take enough. a quick break. Uh, go ahead and refresh your drink if you want to, and then we'll come back, talk about some more uh, kitchen essentials, and then uh, maybe talk about some uh, TV talk, too. So uh, hang with me Got just it. for a couple minutes here, Sam, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Uh, but first, gang, let me tell you quickly about uh, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Believe it or not, gang, and us as men, right, we don't have a lot of stuff. You know, I talk about jewelers. What does the mind race to? Uh, diamond rings, necklaces, pearls, stuff that girls wear. Well, guess what? See? Sylvie Curry knows. She, that's where immediately where her mind went when I said, what do you think? Guys, guess what? We don't have a lot of options as men, unless you're you know, a fancy boy. And if you're a fancy boy, that's fine. You know, A lot of men don't like a lot of jewelry. Maybe you have a ring or two. Maybe you have a bracelet. What I think is coming back more and more into popularity is the ownership of at least one nice watch. And that's where Stephen DeFranco comes in. So he's a local-based Cleveland jeweler, independently owned, servicing the great folks of the barbecue and grilling industry. And he has got ridiculous deals on watches right now. He carries uh, Bolivar, which uh, is Accutron, which is our high-level watch, which is what I have. He's got the Precisionist line as well. And then he's got the standard or the uh, the entry-level bowl of us. He also has Citizen. He also has uh, a cottage watchmaker that's called Philip & Company. They're actually located right here on the west side of Cleveland. Each one is individually made, individually numbered. So here's what you should do. You should go to this website, stephendefranco.com, D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com. You go to the watches, you pick up the brand that you like, search the full inventory, and once you find one that you really like, you call them, 440-943-2700, 440-943-2700, and ask for Steve. He's the owner. Say, hey, Steve, I found this precisionist or this Bolova, and he's going to be able to counsel you all the way through the rest of the buying process. They can do a lot of custom things to these watches that will enhance with the use of a uniform, maybe you're wearing a certain color. He'll be able to give you all of the ins and outs as far as customization of these watches. Plus, they're fully backed. You get the watch plan guarantee, uh, the watch service plan, batteries for life. If you live locally, he'll set the time for you. He'll rewind it for you, whatever the case may be. But you have to take that first step, stephendefranco.com, and then 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. Tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. Do you listen to the show? He's going to hook you up with a fat discount. Trust me, I wouldn't have been walking around with my Accutron Bolivar watch on my wrist if I didn't know Steve. And now we all know somebody in the jewelry business. A lot of people don't know that guy. 
but we do. Stephen DeFranco, stephendefranco.com. All right, uh, we're coming back with Sam the Cooking Guy right after this. Stick around, be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, All right, coming up on 20 till the top of the hour, 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Those are two ways to get in touch with the show. And we'll go ahead and pick up the conversation with Sam. Uh, Sam, thanks for hanging with me through the break there. We're talking about some essential kitchen tools. Um, we did yeah, talk we about the, the knife sharpening and all that stuff. What else, uh, what else do you have that you think you know, maybe isn't essential but would, might, might be good to have around the kitchen? Okay, so a good garlic press is not an insignificant item. Yeah. And there are a lot of garlic presses out there, and there's a lot of bad garlic presses out there. Uh, this one is made by Xylis, uh, Z-Y-L-I-S-S. And the beautiful part of this is that you put a clove in here with the paper on it. You don't even have to peel it. Clove in here with the paper. You press. All the pulp comes out, and the paper stays inside. Nice. Now, the problem with most, the problem with most garlic presses is that the handles sort of meet and close before you're finished all your squeezing. Right. That's never the case with a Xylus. This one, this actual one right here, is 15, 16 years old. Wow. Uh, and it has never failed me. I would not ever buy another garlic press ever in, in my uh, food career. In, in a related story, I think I've gone through 15 garlic presses in the last year. <laughs> That's so funny. You have to buy this. Here's the, like, Xylus, where is it? It's in there. Z-Y-L-I-S-S, all right. That's well, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 so I can put two in, and then inevitably I get away with it one or two times when I'm making red sauce for spaghetti, and then I clamp down on it. I always think it's because I have this, you know, ungodlike uh, pounds per square inch handshake, and I just snap it. But you know, after you do no, so it many, no, it's not. It's. I'd like to say it was you, my friend, but it's not. It's because it's a crappy. <laughs> it's a crappy implement. Uh, but. You know, you don't. Ha- Here's the thing: we're now on to the section of things you don't have to have, because you can you can put a clove of garlic on the the countertop and take your knife and put it on top, and then s- whack it flat. Right. Most of the paper comes off. Pull off the paper and then chop away. Uh, but sometimes you don't want to do that. So I, I mean, I go half the time. I crush a clove with. My xylus, and, and half the time I flatten it and pull the paper off and cut that way. Sort of depends what kind of garlic I want, you know? Yeah, absolutely. In, so, a, in a pasta sauce, I, want, I might want not pulp, but slightly chunkier little grains of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice that way. All right. So the only other couple of things I've got, um, this everybody would recognize as a spatula, but the one thing that they can't tell about this is this is a high heat spatula. And this is good to about 450 or 500 degrees. And I'm telling you, when you're making eggs in the morning or you're, you're, you're stir-frying a whole lot of mushrooms and then adding a little uh, wine or a little vermouth 
at the end and some garlic to put on top of a steak or a burger and you're stirring them in a pan, the high heat spatula won't melt. Because here's what we do as, as, as not professional cooks, people that are just out there in the trenches, you're mixing the mushrooms in the pan and then you leave the the thing in the pan and you go when you come back. And in two minutes, this part of it will have melted into a ugly little puddle. And now you've ruined with some plastic that will kill you, the mushrooms or the garlic or the onions or whatever it is you're cooking. Get a high heat spatula and go to a, go to a, a, a chef store, a, a store that shall, sells chef supplies will be cheaper than going to a Williams Sonoma right. or a Macy's home store or whatever it is that people yep. go to buy stuff like that. Like a restaurant supply store. Restaurant supply. That's what you want to do. And the only other thing I've got. A muddler. It's a muddler. You got it. It's a muddler. Because when you make a cocktail, sometimes what you want to do is you want a piece of put a piece of fruit or vegetable even in the bottom of a glass. Oops. Sorry. I knocked over my mic. <laughs> and take the muddler and mash up the cucumber or the cucumber and the mint for the mojito. Right. Or the lime and the raspberries for the champagne. Whatever, whatever it is that you're making. But a muddler is a good thing because it's got a good wide enough base that will let you do that. It's hard to improvise with like this. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't this have little the, the square. Is, is not going to get you where you want to be. Yeah. A spoon is not going to get you where you want to be. But so go, I would do this. I would say go to your local uh, liquor store and ask if there are any um, – promotion boxes of alcohol that come with a muddler yeah you know like at christmas right that's how i got my juicer there you there you go exactly you buy the bottle of uh, alcohol and it's got two shot glasses or the bottle of alcohol and the juicer or the muddler with the the little mini shaker right but those guys still have stuff hanging around this time of year so i would go in fact this one is from Mount Gay Rum. Do you know that? No. Mount Mount Gay Rum. Hold on. Yeah, I know it's a Gay real. Rum. Yeah, no, I see it right real, there. I don't. I've never real, heard of that. Real one. bad name, but <laughs> yeah, but it's good rum. It's nice rum. And I saw this in a store, and they were selling this separately in the store, which probably meant they pulled it out of a pack, sold the bottle by itself, and then it made a couple extra bucks on this. And I was happy to have it because it's a good muddler. A good muddler, highly over uh, overlooked, I think, in the uh, in the kitchen arsenal, especially for the cocktail area. Now, let me ask you this: yep. one of the things, if people ask me, you know, what are some of the essential things to have within the first five things that I list? And this has really nothing to do with what people, I guess, would ultimately consider to be barbecue or grilling, because that's what people are asking me about: is a right. pepper mill, freshly cracked black pepper. Or a pepper mill is like a, a staple in my house. If I'm giving a gift to somebody at a housewarming party, it's not a bottle of wine. It's a, a pepper mill because I think fresh cracked black pepper versus something you're going to shake on the table are two completely polar opposite worlds. Uh, and the pepper mill provides such an aromatic and a flavorful difference to the positive versus crappy black pepper in a can. I can't believe it. I think people are going to think that we set this up. And I didn't know what we were going to talk about tonight other than the tools. 
The difference between shake pepper and fresh ground pepper is night and day. And the first time I was on your show, I swore a lot. I mean, I think some people weren't happy with that. So you notice I've been a good boy tonight. Yes. Wow. But I would <laughs> like to add an adjective there. And I won't. Just know that there's no comparison between this kind of pepper and that. Yeah. And you don't have to buy an expensive pepper mill to achieve the fresh ground pepper. Pepper and the fresh ground pepper is very often the last thing that I'll put on something. A salad, some risotto, a, you know, a steak, you know, blue cheese crumbled on top, a little olive oil, some fresh ground, whatever it is. It's a great thing. And there's, as you said, no comparison between the shake and the, the grinder. Get a grinder. And I don't care if you get a good grinder. I would say this. If you're going to buy a grinder, buy one that allows you to regulate the size of the grind. Because some of them just put out a very, very fine little dusting. And I, most of the time, I don't want that. I want a chunkier uh, coarse grind that I can really taste. For me, it's a, it's about the flavor thing. Sam Zion joining me here on the show. Uh, the Sam Livecast is obviously his show website, and then uh, thecookingguide.com is uh, the, the other point of interest on uh, the Internet for Sam as well. Uh, Sam, last five minutes that we have here, uh, quickly let's just kind of transition over to TV. You know, barbecue and grilling have seen more and more FaceTime on television but I, I guess, you know, like with anything, what you're seeing on television and what is actually going down in the raw format could end up being two different things that, you know, they can make you look a certain way, I guess, through editing, or there could be this right. uh, huge amount of prep and cooking time, <laughs> but you're seeing something in 20 minutes that might take you five hours to cook. You shoot a show, uh, as you said, right there in your house. You know, a little insight right. as to, you know, how you're game planning for it and what's, what's the raw versus the finished product? What are those differences? Okay, so here's the deal. When we shoot a show, um, you know, a finished show without commercials is 23 minutes. And for each 23-minute show, we shoot anywhere from an hour to an hour and three quarters of tape. And then it has to be cut down. And a lot of what gets cut out initially are just the camera moves. Because we only we this show we only shoot with one camera, uh, and and the girl that shoots it, she's a woman. I just use the girl term, and I hope it, nobody thinks that's sexist. But, no, but but the girl that shoots it, Shannon, it's very much like um, it's sort of like ballroom dancing, you know. Like when I move, she moves, and she knows the moves that I'm going to make. When the camera is on my face and I'm talking and she's had enough talking and she needs to see what I'm doing, she puts the camera down on my hands. I know that's important. And there's times when the camera's on my hands and I want to say something and I'll just stop and I know she'll wait for a second and the camera will come up to me and then I'll be able to deliver a line. So what you see in my show, we don't have retakes it's one shot all the way through. And though there's bits of it edited out, for us, it's very much what you see is really what's going on in my kitchen. If I drop something, if I break something, if I burn my mouth, uh, 
if I, if I, if I make something that doesn't taste good, we leave it all in. I call it reality cooking in the sense that whatever really happens when we shoot the show, we leave in. You know who Tyler Florence is? Of course, yes. Okay. So Tyler Florence shoots a show called Tyler's Ultimate. Right. And they shoot the show three times. Same recipe. The first time they shoot it, the camera is way wide. They get like the head to, you know, the bottom of the counter. And then they shoot it again, and the camera's medium. And then they shoot it again, and the camera is just on his hands. And then they take all those three separate shootings, right? Put them on, uh, linear, on lines in the computer, and they take the shots from those. That to me is a little, I, I don't get that. That doesn't work in my head. But I know shows are different, and I know what I do is definitely different. But I like the thing I like about my show is we leave the mistakes in because we want people to see how it can go wrong for somebody on TV. Because if it goes wrong for me, it's okay if it goes wrong for you. And you'd be surprised how many people come up and say, you make me feel like I can make mistakes in the kitchen. Like, well, you can. It's, it's, who says, if you watch, you know, the Food Network, it's a perfect little blue sky world that nothing ever goes wrong. My world, stuff goes wrong like your world stuff goes wrong, I think. I don't know. Of course. Is, is there, can you count on one hand or two hands the amount of times that you've cooked something and when you go in for that final money shot taste, you know, like you said on the Food Network, it's, it's nothing but ecstasy where you're like, ah, shit, that, that didn't turn out the way I want or I should have used a little bit more of this or a little bit of that. Or, oh, I mean, it, yeah, it would definitely be two hands of, this, of the stuff that didn't turn out. I mean, most of the time I've made it in advance, but fairly often, I mean, I feel like I'm at the point where I know this will go with this and that will be fine. And then we'll add that. I did a pizza show one day. I did three pizzas in the show and like 20 minutes before we shot, I had an idea about making a breakfast pizza. And for me, the breakfast pizza was uh, sauteed mushrooms and onions and Canadian bacon on the pizza. And then I wanted over easy cooked eggs. I love a raw, I love a runny yolk. So I thought I'll just crack eggs on the pizza, put it in the oven. And when it comes out 12 minutes later, the yolks will be runny. The white will be perfect. It'll be amazing. And it was the worst piece of shit I'd ever <laughs> eaten in my life. And I took a bite and I went, it was blah, blah, it was a, and I threw it in the sink and I went, okay, please don't ever make this. It's a terrible way to do it. You have to be honest with people. I know you are. It's the only way that I know to be. And people appreciate that. That means they know they can trust us. And that's important. That's right. And uh, you can find Sam on the Internet's live Mondays. Wednesdays and Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that's 6 p.m. Pacific. TheSamLiveCast.com is the website. And again, it's part kind of radio talk show, and then you also have the cooking portion of it, and then there's a lot of action going on with all the people that are involved with the show as well and uh, Facebook stuff. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely tune in tomorrow night or Thursday night if you can't catch it. And as always, Sam, I Thanks, appreciate man. you making time for the show. Thanks for coming on. Have a good night. I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. There he is, Sam the yeah. Cooking Guy. Sam Zion. Look, folks, I've said it before, I'll say it again.
sometimes I'll step outside the box. If it's not barbecue all the time, it doesn't have to be barbecue all the time. You guys aren't eating barbecue all the time. I know you're not. That's why we have two hours of the show sometimes, so we can get back our barbecue. All right, gang, let me tell you about Conrad Haskins Barbecue Institute. It is Barbecue Central, but come on. Free your mind and the rest will follow. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Backyard barbecuers and those folks who want to open a business drive and fly in from all over the world for the Institute's small, friendly, informative classes. We have some upcoming Barbecue 101 classes, which include Riverhead, New York, Dallas, and Houston, Texas. A commercial barbecue class for those wanting to open their own business is coming up at the Gator Pit Factory in Houston using their approved commercial kitchen. Following a sold-out second annual barbecue at the McKinley Springs Winery, plans are already being made for the 2013 event. Barbecue Institute is planning on adding a two-day Dutch oven class and a one-day butchering class on each side of the weekend. You can learn the differences between cooking with charcoal, gas, logs, wood pellets, They can all produce amazing results, yet all require a different route to get there. Learn the practical secrets and the food science on the methods to get the best results from each heat source. They're all different. Now, we're not teaching classes on the weekends. Conrad is conducting private classes and corporate events from coast to coast during the week. He also founded OPBBQ.com in 2004, still barbecues for troops and Wounded Warriors. To make your next off-site event really memorable, have a Barbecue Institute off-site party. Show your employees you care with the very best barbecue that money can buy. They'll be talking about it for years to come. And really, what's more important than having satisfied employees if you're employing them? Nothing. You want them to be happy. When they're happy, they're productive. It makes you more money. For details... On all of the Barbecue Institute classes, including prices, which are very economical, especially if you're not looking to do, like, the the competition cooking classes, per se. These are a very good investment. You visit bbqinstitute.com or you check their Facebook page, get the latest news and pictures as well. The bbqinstitute.com, that's pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins, longtime sponsor of the show. All right, we'll wrap up the first hour, and uh, then we'll look ahead to the second hour right after this. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show, although some would question that, right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. The women, the whiskey, craziness. There's whiskey in my soul. Hey, Bernie, let's go. I've been drifting down that open highway. Finger in the air, cause I do things my way. The next town's where I call home. All right, welcome back. Uh, Four minutes till the top, and we'll get into the second hour. 
Uh, I want to thank my first hour guest. Splitting about 50-50 right now on the instant feedback. Good guest, bad guest. Some people liked what he said. They just don't like him. Some people liked him. Some people didn't like him. Look, I can't. You can only make so many people happy some of the time. You can't make all the people all the time happy all the time with all of it. But sometimes some of it with majority of people a fractional percent of the time. Did I say that right? Um, I'm going to agree with myself that the pepper grinder is key. If you don't have one, you need to get one. I like garlic presses myself. I have the long tongs. Um, probably missed instant read meat thermometer, a.k.a. Thermapen. Well, that's all right. Next time. We'll talk about it next time for 20 minutes. Stuff out of here. Uh, coming up next hour, we have Derek Riches. And we also have Scott Roberts going to be doing some barbecue sauce and barbecue rub reviews. As I said before at the top of the show, there are plenty of barbecue sauces, plenty of barbecue rubs. I think between the grocery store now and the Internet, there's roughly 58 billion options between sauce and rubs. Are you going to sit there and waste money, potentially, and not get the buyback option like Butchers is giving you right now for injections? You going to waste money, or do you want to get the straight dope, as the kids say these days, uh, from a guy that is an expert in review, Scott Roberts? It's your choice. If you like to roll with one in the chamber, Russian roulette style, that's up to you. I would rather get a little bit more of a uh, an opinion from a guy that has the palate, the refinement, and then go from there. And he's up front and he's honest, so it could help us not waste any money. I don't have a lot of money to waste. I don't know about you. Uh, you can also call into the show if you want to, 877-448-0433. Making your own rubs is stupid. Roger Livingston. Now, some people could take offense to that. Roger, careful. People are going to be jumping all over you next. You said making your own rubs. I hear you. I think there is a percentage of people that... I think one of the true steps in barbecue is when you make that first ever to make your own barbecue sauce to put over your barbecue. Now, rubs is a little different. There's a, there's a lot of really, really great rubs that I could not make my own rub better than, and that's why I like using them. All right, uh, we'll step away briefly. We'll come back with the second hour. Again, Derek Riches and then uh, Scott Roberts after him. We'll come back with a little second takes. Your feedback, too, if you want, 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Stick around. We'll be right back after two minutes. Hi, this is Bobby Rippey from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate 54 wieners. So oh, listen, Laverne, you have to shake I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. 
I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole other type of movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, we are into the second hour, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. A couple of things to hit here before we uh, get with the Derek Richeses of the world. Thanks again to Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy, for joining me last hour. The SamLiveCast.com or TheCookingGuy.com. Also on uh, the Facebook and the Twitter. I uh, wanted to hit one thing here. Missed that on the first part. Oh, right, right. Uh, survey Tuesday question. Forgot those first hours. Number one, whose barbecue class would you take if I wrote you a check to pay for it? It's pretty nice of me. Those are pretty expensive. Question number two, favorite brand of briquette charcoal? Briquette charcoal. And the question number three, we, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago with... Dave Bosca of Butcher Barbecue in regards to pink slime. So the question is this, does pink slime scare you? When that whole thing came out and there was the fascination with the pink slime, did pink slime scare you? Here we go. Roger Livingston wants Tippy Canoe's class. Rooftop wants Tippy Canoe's class. Diane Mee wants Dave B's class. Sylvie wants Rod's class. Uh, Sylvie likes Kingsford, and so does Diane. And Sylvie is afraid of Pink Slime, Harry Sue, Wicked Good, and Hell No. It doesn't scare Patrick. Uh, it also scares Diane. Uh, Cookston, Melissa Cookston's class for Randy Hill. Kingsford, Comp Charcoal, Pink Slime is less scary than boogers. <laughs> less scary than boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Rooftop loves pink slime. Don G would like Jack's Old South's class. Kingsford competition briquettes. And yes, scared the hell out of Don G. Uh, me personally, uh, whose class would I like to take? Hmm. Uh, I would like to take... Oh, that's a good question. Whose class? Hmm. I guess I would probably want to take. I mean, if you're a lot of people want to do what's winning now, right? So, you know, Tippy Canoe is winning a lot right now. But I think for me, if I was taking it, it probably wouldn't be for the winning. It would be for the knowledge. Uh, so, knowledge for me is always going to come down to you know your knowledge of the industry and what you've done. And that's Dave uh, Bosker from Butcher Barbecue. Uh, no, not because he's a sponsor of the show, by the way. But just the, the the wealth of knowledge that he has, I think, would make sense for me to spend that kind of money just to get the meat knowledge, not necessarily to say that I'm going to produce better award-winning barbecue. That's me. Uh, favorite brand of charcoal briquettes for me is uh, Stubbs briquettes. I love those the best. And uh, Pink Slime doesn't scare me. Um, you know, if it's like sheep testicles in there, that scares me a little bit. That's weird. Uh, anybody that's eating testicles is a little weird. That's just me. I mean, you might like to eat testicles. Who am I to say eating testicles is, like, gross or anything? 
Um, as a matter of fact, I think Rod Gray has something to add to that. Rod, do you have anything to add to that? Nothing. Nothing to add to that? Nothing. All right, so Rod has nothing to add as usual. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, it, well, I don't know. I would do Meet Me blog is saying that he would do Whole Hog with Myron. Uh, I would do Whole Hog with Melissa Cookston. Um, she's won it in Memphis last, well, two out of the last three years. So I would go to her for Whole Hog class, absolutely. And she's hot. <laughs> All right, a uh, quick update on the KCBS Team of the Year standings because they have changed sitting atop the KC... Oh, no, that was... Uh, sitting at, uh, sitting atop the KCBS standings, Big T's Q Crew. I think they did like a four... Did they do a four-spot leap? I think they did a four-spot leap. They might have been fourth. They might have been fifth last week, actually. I don't know. If, maybe they were third. They're first base right now. Big T's Q Crew is in first. Uh, second place. True Bud. Keeping my hair firmly on my head. And going quicker and quicker to getting Chad Lee's face shaven off and his hair as well. Third place. Tippy Canoe Crew Barbecue. To be canoe barbecue crew, sorry. And then uh, Little Pig Town coming in fourth place. And the guy who has been on the show uh, several times, although they're very kind of like uh, sporadic appearances, uh, John Patty, uh, JP Custom Smoke. So there's your top five. And uh, according to Rod Gray last week, who put the barbecue competition world on notice, that whoever's in the top five, top ten, be prepared to be potentially unseated. There's going to be a lot of big competitions, you know, starting from last weekend uh, and then finishing out. So if you're feeling safe, feel again. And let me add another thing. You know, these people that are constant on the fencers about does this uh, does this barbecue central radio show karma work? Let me ask you a question. What do you think Rod Gray has to say right now? All he did was show up on the two uh, show a week ago, turn around, compete last weekend, and won Grand Champ. Look, I don't know how many more times I can say this. You come on the show, you compete the following weekend, and you win. It never doesn't happen. For instance, Big T's Q Crew won again this past weekend. He was on the show like a month ago. He's still reaping karma reward. Pellet Envy was on the show this past Tuesday. They won last weekend. Diva Q was on the show like three weeks ago talking about uh, Pitmasters. Uh, she had won the week before. Uh, she won just this past weekend. Uh, JP Custom Smoke also won. A lot of big names out there, especially those in the top five, top ten right now. And then uh, none more, I guess, impressive right out of the gate than uh, Rod Gray's because of uh, the amount of layoff that he had had now jumping back into the competition scene and taking. Wait a second. Meet Me became single after he was on my show. Evidently, that's good. Uh, Sean, getting a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one time, if you know what I mean? hey <laughs> So, uh, Rod Gray winning uh, Grand Champion this past weekend. But, uh, again, congratulations to Diva and uh, John Patty, uh, Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q Crew, uh, and also uh, for taking top spot in KCBS for now. Uh, definitely going to change, I'm sure. 
Uh, so if you want to weigh in again with the Survey Tuesday questions, uh, whose barbecue class would you take if I wrote you the check to pay for it? Favorite brand of briquette charcoal? And after the conversation we had with Dave Bosco a couple weeks ago, does pink slime scare you? Time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to be looking at here before we grab Derek Riches? That's in the second take. No. All right. I don't have it, evidently. That's fine. Uh, programming note for next week, uh, locked and loaded for sure, Michael McDearman. Now, the name might sound familiar, but maybe it's not immediately clicking with you. If you have the opportunity to go down to a Sam's Club tour event on the KCBS circuit, if it's around you or maybe you're going to be competing in it, make sure you take the time to go over to the hot and fast portion, or the grilling side, the grilling experience. Michael McDermott runs that whole show. He's grilling food up. He's getting samples out there. He's spreading a lot of knowledge in regards to, to grilling, but he is a great personality. He's able to engage the audience, disseminates a lot of quality information, spends time with the people, really anxious to talk to folks about grilling. Uh, so you have Troy Black doing the low and slow barbecue aspect, but then you also have uh, Mike McDearman doing uh, the grilling side of things, and we're going to have him on next week to kind of talk about what he's doing with Sam's Club, how he got that gig. And that's got to be a pretty sweet deal, being able to tour around the country, seeing all different places, setting up with you know one of the hottest things out there right now, which is competition barbecue, and being able to, to kind of grill and, and disseminate that kind of information, you know, the industry and the niche that we like. That's a great deal, and he's uh, he's the one doing it. So we're going to be able to talk to him about that whole experience and uh, kind of you know, what what is he looking to do with it? How much leeway does he have to impart his particular knowledge on it? You know, how do you get the, how do you get that gig? That's what I want to know. How do you get that gig? Mike will be on the show to talk about. It, so look forward to that. All right, we're going to come back with Derek Riches here in just a second. I want to tell you quickly about another way of being able to trust your butcher. And, of course, when we talk about butchers, we're only referencing Butcher's Barbecue. He's thinking of ways for you to make him, to make you trust him even more. How is that even possible? Here's how. Check out this new program that they are unveiling. It was a couple weeks ago now. No other company in the barbecue world has vowed to not only make their own customers happy, but their competitors' customers happy as well. Maybe you're like, what, what are you talking about, Rep? What do you mean? Let me ask you this question. Have you bought another injection and it hasn't worked out for you? Have your scores started to tumble or drop? Now it's just sitting around collecting dust, probably never to be used again. What to do? Good question. The answer was nothing up until a few weeks ago. Now you can trade it in pound for pound. All you have to do is go to the ButcherBBQ.com website, which is ButcherBBQ.com. Click on the trade-in link. It's up there on the top right of the navigation. Once you get there, fill out the form, print it off, seal up your trade, and mail it to Dave. He'll send you back the Butcher's Barbecue Beef or Pork or Prime Injection. Let's be honest. We all do it. You spend some money only to find out that the product is bad. Now you have the wife upset because you could have taken her out on the town instead of buying 20 pounds of injection that sucks. How many times you've been in that situation? You spend your money on a product, and when you realize it isn't that great, you're stuck. You're in a pickle. You won't use it again because it's bad. It's too expensive to just throw away. In the past, you were stuck, but not with the new trade-in program at Butcher BBQ. Butchers will match it pound for pound. You have nothing to lose. 
and only great products to gain that have been time-tested by many award-winning barbecue cooks. Butchers will honor any commercially made product along with its partial or complete label. So don't just go throw seasoned salt in the bag, uh, Ziploc bag, and send it off to Dave. A little too, uh, little too ahead of the game there, pal. There's a limit of five pounds per item per household. All the products will be weighed at the time of arrival, and that amount is final. If you have any questions, contact Dave directly via the butcherbbq.com website. What do you have to lose? The only thing you have to lose is bad rub out, good or bad injection out, good injection in. Time tested by many of the top teams out there on all of the competition circuits, KCBS, FBA, IBCA. It's the trade-in program happening now at butcherbbq.com which is just one more way to trust your butcher. All right, we're coming back with Derek Riches right after this. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 14 past the hour. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Uh, my first guest in the second hour helps us to decide what we should be spending our money on when it comes to barbecue and grilling purchases. comes out about once a month or so to do it, so let's go ahead, race over the hotline, and grab Derek Riches from bbq.about.com. Derek, how are you, bud? Good. How are you doing, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Derek. Always appreciate you uh, making time for the show. Uh, I guess before we get into what you should buy or you know some of these items that we're going to be talking about tonight, I caught a tweet of yours, which then led me over to the blog, and you decided to open up, I don't want to say Pandora's box, maybe Can of Worms might be a little bit better explanation or uh, uh, description of it. You're like, what's the proper way of spelling barbecue? You see it in a variety of ways. There's a way I spell it, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, then there's adding the Q-U-E, and then there's like the bar-B-Q, and then there's... Number of other variations. You've decided. Let me ask this question: What what's what puts you over the edge to seek out the most correct way to spell this word? Yeah, you know, I, I think that anybody who writes about barbecue uh, or is in the business, we we always end up writing this phrase. No matter how you spell it, it's you know, and. I found myself kind of in that position again and said, no, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't do that. There is, you know, every possible way of spelling it. And so I, uh, I, maybe I had a small mental breakdown, but I decided that um, from now on there's only one way to spell it. But, but it would be easier in at least 750 different ways to just say, look, every other way of spelling barbecue is, is wrong, and we're going to drop it from the language and it won't be recognized unless it's spelled X way. Easier for tagging, easier for tagging uh, Facebook, for podcasts, for keyword searches. It would, like, if, if we're taking all joking aside out of it, it would really help the world in seismic proportions. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right, because, you know, just dealing with search engines is, is one. Because despite the fact that they all seem to say that it's the same word no matter how you spell it, you get completely different results depending upon how you spell it. And that's, you know, been one of my frustrations for uh, 15 and a half years. So um, if everyone will just get on the bandwagon and follow with me, then I think that we can uh, just it'll be easier for all of us. All right, so when you read the post, and if people haven't seen it, you can go to bbq.about.com and find it, but give us a a short breakdown of what the post was about and and I guess what your results or what your way of spelling barbecue correctly is. Well, you know, you you have all those variations out there. You you have the B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E and the B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And those are kind of the the mainstream um, words. Everything else, BBQ, BAR, dash B, dash Q, or all of those, those are basically those are abbreviations, or those are things that ended up on signs somewhere along the way. So those aren't really spellings as much as they're symbols or references. And BB, yeah, uh, yeah. Look at the URL on my site. It's bbq.about.com. <laughs> right. And every time someone asks me, I don't say I, I don't say barbecue.about.com. I say bbq.about.com. Right. So you know, but that's an abbreviation. So it, it'll work. Um, but the argument that I made is that in in the English language, if a word ends in Q U E like antique, it's pronounced with a K sound, and that would mean that people actually joined the Kansas City Barbecue Society, not the <laughs> Kansas City Barbecue Society. So words that end in Q U E in English are pronounced Q like cue ball. So that's my argument, and. Um, I don't think there's a hole in it anywhere, and everyone should just agree. All right, so B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E is the most correct way? Yeah, well, that is actually the what most dictionaries. It is also more common in search engines um, than the Q-U-E spelling. All right, good. So uh, the way I spell it out is correct. Unfortunately, I'm completely incorrect when I do it for my show. Because it's bbqcentralshow.com. But like like yourself, I always say the BBQ Central Show, not the Barbecue Central Show when I'm giving yeah, out my ear. nobody's going to spell it right. Of course not. So, And then, once again, we're, we're lost searching the engines uh, for no good reason. All right, uh, so Derek Richards is with me, and we're going to be talking about some items uh, that you want to potentially look out for. We'll get Derek's review on it. Uh, one of the things we're going to be starting out with, I actually did uh, uh, mention it in a story right at the top of my show last week, which was grill brushes and safety. And we're going to be talking about uh, a similar item tonight with my guy. And I still don't understand how this happens. He was making burgers or steaks or whatever, and he ate it. And at some point, he ingested one of those uh, tines, got a lot of stomach pain, went to the emergency room, blah, blah, blah. And this was you know, right after the Center for Disease Control put out the warning of make sure your grill's clean and watch out for the grill brush tines and all this stuff. And then six people ended up going to the emergency room over that weekend, even after the warning was put out. But here's my issue with these people. It seems overly apparent to me that everybody that ended up in the emergency room was cleaning their grill while there was food on the grill. Or or they don't care. They, they sweep over it, and they just like, man, hope nothing's on there. I'm just going to throw some shit on here, and whatever happens, happens. It's, it's either A or B. 
Yeah, you know, um, look, if, if you want to be strict about it, you, you grill, your grill is hot, you take the food off of it, you turn it up a little bit, and then you clean it off, and then you shut it down. How many people do that? Most people, you know, they take the food off, they turn it off, they leave, they never come back. Or, um, and, and so the next time they, they, they fire it up, they go out, they brush it off, and they throw food straight on there. And, um, you know, that is kind of uh, one of the causes for all this. But um, I actually went out and I purchased uh, about 15 grill brushes and I spent a couple days playing with them. And I found that there are a number that, well, you know, most of them are in general are very good new. And, and I think that that's one of the issues. If you have an old brush, uh, it's probably time to you know throw it out. If it's starting to look pretty mashed up, uh, get rid of it, get a new one. Um, so I tested a lot of them. And um, interestingly enough, the worst one I came up with was produced by um, our friends at Weber. Really? Yeah. Worst. Is that the uh, brass bristle one? Uh, you know, that's kind of the other interesting... Oh, I had a magnet there. Interesting thing of it. This is um, um, supposedly a stainless steel brush, but yeah. it's magnetic stainless steel. So it's a lower grade. Uh, it's in a wooden handle, which is something I'm going to say uh, don't look for the wooden handle ones. All right. And um, the tines are cut very roughly, and I've been actually able to kind of sit around and pull them out with my fingers. Just like that? Because they're glued in place, oh. and that is something to, to really look at. Um, so my, my thing is, it, it's not necessarily that we've all got to get rid of wire brushes, but I think that there needs to be a little bit more care in how they're made. And um, you know what we can do with them because my favorite brush is one of these, and this one's made by Weber. So they they have the best and the worst brush ever on the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. So you, got, so you got these two brushes, and the the surprising thing is that when I bought them, they were a dollar different in price. Wow. Was the wood handle one a dollar more? It was a dollar cheaper. Oh, okay. So you saved yourself a dollar to get the wood handled one, and uh, it wasn't. Um, I would have to say that you know, just from my testing, if I were the Consumer Product Safety Commission or you know someone like that, I would I would list it as a fail. It you know it fails as a product, and um, they really shouldn't be selling it anymore. One of the things that I did because I was running into an issue where. I had a Weber gas grill. It had the porcelain-coated cast iron grates, you know, the real heavy raw with the porcelain coat. So you can't use, you can't use anything overly abrasive on the PCI. So it said, got to get the brass bristle brushes. But for the amount of cooking that I was doing, I was going through three or f I was melting the brass down. So I was getting two or three brushes during the course of the summer, and I was like, you know what, this is completely worthless for me to keep dumping money into a brush that I'm melting down and getting three or four in a summer. So I took the cast iron grates out. I put stainless steel in and then I went to the restaurant supply store and dropped 20 bucks on one of those industrial uh, a, a broiler brush brushes that they use in restaurants. 
Huge, yeah. huge long pines on one side and then the short stubby mix on the other. So you get the top of one and then in between. I've had that thing for two years. Best 20 bucks I've ever spent and not one tine has ever fallen out. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it, it is kind of a matter of you kind of get what you pay for. Um, I think for the general consumer, though, um, you, you need to be careful uh, about what you're getting. And what I found is that with many of the, um, the wood uh, and plastic ones, they glued the tines in place. Ugh. And that, and you know, there's actually, there's one I picked up. It's actually from Charborough, and it actually says in the warning label, do not use on a hot surface. Because <laughs> you're going to melt the glue, and then all the tines are going to fall out. Right. And, and basically, what that is saying is, you're going to use it on a hot surface, the tines are going to fall out, and if you try to sue us, we're just going to point you at the warning label and say you did it wrong. Hey, uh, uh, cover your ass whenever possible, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, alternatives... For grill brushes, uh, some things that I have heard, and you'll be able to, to mention some other ones that I don't hit. Uh, there's the foil ball, and then recently I've heard uh, using an onion. Yeah, that's actually that's an old chef's trick. Um, there, there used to be a little bar I used to hang out in in college, and um, they just had a big griddle, and they'd cook up garlic burgers all day long. And the cook there, he would just take half an onion and he'd clean it off with the onion. And he said that that seasoned it, it flavored it. But there's actually a product out there now called Grillion. And you can find it at Grillion.com. And it's, it's a special cutting knife which puts grooves into the onion so that it fits supposedly the grates on your grill. And there's a handle which the onion will lock into and then you can clean the cooking grates with that. Um, Basically, what it means is uh, that uh, you're throwing away at least half an onion every time you clean the grill, <laughs> and um, the the unit itself costs, uh, I think, about twenty dollars. Oh my god! So not overly economical. No, not really. But it's um, you know, I mean, it's interesting. At least uh, I see it as a great Father's Day gift. You know. And it's saving you from any emergency trips to the uh, to the emergency well any emergency trips to the emergency room because you're not swallowing no, any times. Yeah, potentially it could save you a lot in medical bills. Yeah, so uh, you know ROI is, is pretty good as long as you're factoring in what the cost of emergency room would be. We're talking with uh, Derek yeah. Riches, bbq.about.com is the website. Uh, one of the other items uh, that we're talking about. Well, I'm sorry. What, what were some of the other alternatives for grilled brushes? Uh, there's actually there's a there's a wooden one. It's kind of like a wooden paddle. It's called the Great Scrape, and it's G R E A T Scrape. You can find it at GreatScrape.com, and basically it's a very dense oak wood. And um, if if you keep the wood oiled and cleaned and all that sort of stuff, it'll last for like 20 years, and it'll actually conform to the shape of your grates. Again, you're looking at about 20 25 dollars. Um, one that I uh, had for many years is uh, called a uh, grill stone, and what it is, it's kind of like a pumice stone, but it's actually made from recycled glass. It's it it's so it's basically a stone, and it's actually very smooth, but it does a pretty good job of actually cleaning your grates quite well. Um, and then I think the fourth one that I featured is something called grill floss, which is uh, you see it all the time in trade shows and. Uh, it's basically a hook that you can hook around the grates on your 
on on your grate. The thing of it is, you got to cook clean them one at a time. Oh, all right, so a little time investment on there. So um, good good uh, good ideas for alternatives from grill brushes, given you know some of the safety things that we have seen recently. Uh, one of the other items that you mentioned, as far as things that we can talk about, is this thing called a clean grill. So uh, I'm trying to figure out what the best way to position this is because I have like the video that we can watch as well. Uh, so why don't I go ahead and I'll, I'll play the video and then you can go ahead and kind of talk about what you know about clean grill. Okay. Go ahead. So we're, we're going to play the video of uh, Cleanville, uh, Cleanville, <laughs> Clean Grill, uh, clean. clean Grill, and it's not playing. Uh, okay. So, uh, basically, you know, you've, you've heard this before. Um, if you want to clean your grill, what you do is you line the grates completely in aluminum foil. You turn the grill up on high for 20 minutes, and it right. holds all that heat down in there, and it turns everything to ash, kind of like the clean cycle on your uh, your oven. And what clean grill is, is basically, uh, as you, if you can see in the video, yep. it's a prefabricated aluminum sheet that you can kind of cut to fit over your grill. It's supposedly reusable, but but really it's just a real thick grade of aluminum foil. Hmm. And it does the same thing. All right, yeah, so we're watching it now. Let me see if I can actually get the uh, get the sound up here because it's kind of a you know a cheesy loves little a barbecue, thing. Here but we go. who loves to clean that mess? Use Clean Grill. Clean Grill's easy-to-use panels turn this into this. Just put inside, close and hide. Turn the dial, wait a while, shut it down. You won't frown. It's a dream because your grill is clean. Clean Grill. Wire brushes are dangerous. Brush bristles break off, get stuck in food and swallow it, causing serious problems. Clean Grill's scientific patented design traps heat, and turns cooked-on grease and grime into carbon ash, leaving your grill dishwasher clean and bacteria-free. Clean Grill works on almost any gas grill around. Just put inside, close and hide. Turn the dial, wait, wait a, a while. while, shut it down. You won't frown. It's a dream because your grill is clean. You get two reusable Clean Grill panels for just $19.95. But wait, for a limited There's time, more? you can get two additional Clean Grill panels for just $5 more. That's a $39.90 value for just $24.95. Call now. Call the number on your all right so that's clean grill and, and, and you know it's got a very cool rhyme put, yeah, put it down cool. turn the dial yeah turn one. that dial wait a while you won't frown i'm a clown whatever yeah so the right. bottom line is this you're going to spend 25 bucks on what ends up being four clean grills which you may or may not be able to use more than once or twice how well does it work you know what? It works really, really well, but there's one very big problem with it. All right. And that is I talked with engineers at Weber, Charbroil, and Onward Manufacturing, and they're emphatic. Do not do this. You will damage the cooking grates. You will damage the burners. You will damage the igniters, and you run the risk of a catastrophic failure of your grill. They all basically swear that if you use, if you use this method, not necessarily just this product, but this method – uh, you void your warranty, and if you blow up your house, that's not their fault, yours. Okay, so just to, to repeat, go ahead and say that again. Well, um, because basically you're, you're holding all that heat in there. You're right. super intensifying the heat in the base of your grill. It's, it causes metal fatigue. It, it can warp materials, uh, and it can actually cause fuel lines to melt. It could burn through you know, into your propane supply. Uh, so... They, they all basically agree. All the manufacturers agree. 
that this is not a method that they can endorse or uh, suggest that they say don't do this. Uh, so are you on board with that? Would you say clean grill is probably something to steer away from or is it is it something that you're not uh, too scared about? Well, um, I've seen it, uh, you know, if you uh, I've seen um, cast iron cooking grates warped by this and I've seen cast burners warped by using this technique. And it's not just, you know, like I said, it's not just this specific product. It is this technique in and of itself. It's just, you know, people keep going off and saying, you know, this is how you clean your grill. You get a perfect clean. But really what they're doing is they're looking for a, a real quick, painless shortcut, a way of not actually having to do any work to keep their grill clean. All right. So let's stop being lazy, folks. Not let clean grill do the work and blow the bottom end of your grill out. And get a nice grill brush that isn't glued together, preheat it, scrape whatever's off, bring it down to cooking temperature, and then do a burn-off at the end of the cook, just like I tell you about to do every goddamn week when you listen here to the show. <laughs> Come on. Put a little time and effort into... Uh, Ted Reeder from Canada always says a, a healthy grill is... A clean grill is a healthy grill, which I completely agree with. All right, the uh, last thing that we wanted to talk about tonight is the uh, Char Griller Kamado... Uh, acorn grill is it acorn yes. or Akron? yeah it's acorn all right so another kamado grill uh it is another kamado grill and um this one is like uh well what is now the broil king steel keg or whatever it is an all metal insulated uh kamado style grill and really the, the big glaring feature of this is it costs 300 dollars. just 300 so it is the least expensive you can find. And is it, uh, does it hold temperature just like a lot of the other ceramic cookers or ceramic style cookers would? Because the big, or the Bubba keg or the big steel keg, while not ceramic, still holds heat very well. It, it acts a lot like a ceramic cooker, but I always get a little leery when prices start dropping dramatically. Um, yeah, it does, it does hold heat. It holds heat very well. Um, but you can see the, the the decline in quality of it. Um, it's it's just not held together all that well. It, uh, the bottom of it drops out, so you can clean out the ashes and all this sort of stuff. But it's a very clumsy mechanism of getting that into place and getting it locked right. Uh, at least that I found. And um, a lot of those parts are, you know, you have a lot of bare steel parts, and so I don't really think it has longevity. But the thing that I really really notice at looking at it. You know, in, in the fact that, you know, you had a Bubba keg, I had a Bubba keg, um, and they're basically made this pretty similar ways now, is that the parts in this uh, char griller, the, the insulative liner, the, um, the cooking grates, they are such a knockoff. I mean, they're, I, I actually think they're the identical parts. It's like they figured out how to source them from the same companies and almost exact same parts to them. Um, I, I don't know, you know, now that Armored Manufacturing owns the Bubba Keg, kind of how their lawyers have let this slide for the way it has. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll uh, keep track of that. Uh, Derek Riches, you can find here on this show about once a month, bbq.about.com is his uh, regular site, which you can check him out as well. Uh, Derek, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, thanks for having me, Greg. All right, you got it. There he is, Derek Riches bbq.about.com. Check out that website. It's one of the most prolific websites as far as uh, information 
out there regarding cookers and grills, smokers and grills. Uh, quickly, before we get to Scott Roberts, let me talk to you for a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. So if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. So don't buy from anybody else. There are, let me tell you something. You know, technology is running rampant. That's the bottom line. I'm doing a show from literally my family room in a corner, transmitting out to the world via the interwebs. Why not harness the power of this Wi-Fi that is becoming rampant all across the country, if not the world, and use it with automatic temperature control devices? Guess what? Did it. CyberQ Wi-Fi. Starts at $295. So you're saving quite a bit from that Procom 4 wireless unit that it is replacing. I believe that was like 600 bucks. Different technology, but this is cutting-edge technology. So how many people don't have smartphones or a laptop computer or a netbook or some type of a tablet device like an iPad or a, 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 an Android tablet or something like that? Kindle Fire. Kindle Fire! If you can connect onto a Wi-Fi network, You'll be able to launch a web page, and then you can see where your CyberQ Wi-Fi unit is cooking at, what the temperature in the cooker is. You can connect up to three additional meats, so you can monitor all the temperature of those meats. And then, maybe you're cooking fast, maybe you're cooking slow. What's to do? You can make the adjustments through your phone, through your laptop computer, through your iPad, through your Android tablet, whatever the case be, smartphone. It's all right there. You don't even have to get out of bed to check anything. Just view it right from the Internet. Imagine how much time and effort that's going to save when you're at a competition. You don't have to get out of a trailer. You don't have to worry about getting out of your chair if you're only uh, like an easy-up person. You don't have bags and bags of cash to buy extensive trailers. It doesn't matter. As long as you have a Wi-Fi connection and some sort of wireless device, you're going to be able to check monitor and control everything in that pit with a CyberQ Wi-Fi unit. So you go over to the website, thebbqguru.com. You check out all of that stuff related to CyberQ Wi-Fi. And if you have any questions, you can call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Talk to Bob or whoever else is there. They're all very knowledgeable staff. They'll get you loaded, get you uh, service if you need it after the sale as well. 800-288-GURU, thebbqguru.com. We're coming back. With Scott Roberts, stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Just shy of 20 minutes till the top of the hour, 40 minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks to Derek Riches for joining me last segment. Uh, Joining me now, a monthly contributor as well. He is our resident barbecue sauce and rub expert reviewer and uh, admitted chili head. Fire mouth or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Scott Roberts, scottrobertsweb.com. So we'll race over the hotline and grab him. Scott, how are you, buddy? Uh, doing great, Greg. How are you doing tonight? Doing absolutely fabulous. Scott, you're shrouded in darkness. Is there something going on over there? 
Uh, light bulb burnt out. Oh, well, great. I mean, so... There's no replacement ones. The good news is that the banner in the back looks absolutely fabulous. The bad news is we just can't see it. Well, I I think you can see it a little bit. It's just me. I'm in in a darkness. What if I move back a little bit? No, no, no. Wait. Come closer. Come closer. Just kidding. All right. So Scott helps me review sauces and rubs uh, every month on the show. Because, look, let's be honest, Scott. You go... And it's, it's, every year it seems to expand even more and more. You go into the grocery store. I, we're probably approaching a point, if there isn't already in some supermarkets, where you could have a barbecue sauce or a grilling sauce, a whole aisle or at least one side, if not both sides, that has barbecue sauce and rubs and injections and marinades and all this other stuff. I, I've never seen it explode like this. Have you? Uh, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, several months ago on my blog, I did a post, and I probably mentioned this a while back, that I went through and photographed every bit of spicy product in the supermarket. Now, in doing that, I noticed all the barbecue products. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and the barbecue products weren't just in one section. I mean, they were, you know, in end caps and here and there, just along with the, the hot sauces and salsas and everything like that. So there are just an overabundance of choices out there. Uh, too many choices, in fact, I think. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you look at what's available in the store, and then you can probably at least uh, double that or triple that by going onto the internet because a lot of people don't have the ability to get into brick-and-mortar retail locations or they're just making it out of their house or whatever the case may be, and it's only available for sale on the Internet. So if you don't have enough choices already, wherever your local grocery store or barbecue specialty store is, get online and find even more. And like you said, it, it, do you think that it's coming to a head? Is at some point, will it slow down, or are people just going to be jumping in you know, hand over fist here? Uh, I think it's going to go through phases. The hot sauce world has certainly gone through phases where literally a thousand companies have come out and just, oh, here's my new hot sauce. Isn't it great? And then a couple of years later, they just go out of business and, you know, the, 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 the market will squeeze the unprofitable out. Uh, I, but I think it'll be become more and more and more and what you said that there's two or three times as many uh online that's probably a hundred times more online because <laughs> you have to think of every barbecue restaurant oh they want to be able to sell their sauce right so, you know somebody from missouri could buy a barbecue sauce from texas or you know somebody from washington could buy something from georgia it's just a ridiculous amount of uh, options available out there that's right so Variety of the spice of life. So in order to make sure that we're getting the right variety, we have Scott on once a month to talk about these things. Uh, so we'll first start off with Race City Sauce Works, Appalachian Blackberry and Moonshine Barbecue. Big name. At the end, I like the moonshine part. What exactly are we dealing with here? Okay. Well, anyway, Race City Sauce Works is one of my favorite manufacturers. Not only do they make hot sauces and mustards, uh, tapenades, vinaigrettes, all kinds of kind of uh, like off the beaten path, path type things. Uh, this one is a really interesting and unique flavored barbecue sauce. I've never tasted anything quite like this. Um, now, if you know me, I'm not a huge fan of the fruity flavored barbecue sauces out there. Right. Uh, the cherry uh, is probably one of my least favorite fruits. You know, I would rather have, you know, apple or peach or something like that. 
and a barbecue sauce. The way this is used is not too terribly bad, though. Uh, it's more of a really deep, rich flavor, and I think it marries well with um, you know some of the black pepper present in it. Uh, onion, uh, brown sugar. It's not a tangy sauce, but it, it's kind of rich and deep, and um, it, it has kind of like a, I, I guess, not a real high in tartness, but it, it almost kind of like a medium kind of blast of flavor. And uh, it, the moonshine, and I really can't taste it that much. But I, I think that there is a little bit of that kind of hard edge that blends well with this. Uh, this is a kind of sauce I think that really doesn't go well with uh, beef products, you know, burgers, uh, brisket. Uh, by the way, um, I really haven't done much testing outside the past month. It's been ungodly hot in Missouri, I'm sure it <laughs> oh, yeah. has been everywhere. Um, so I, I'm only speaking from things that are quickly grilled, things that are cooked inside. Uh, it's... Chicken is not the best test for sauces, you know, because everything goes well with chicken. Sure. But it was spectacular on wings. Uh, that, so that having been said, I, I think you could try it with some chicken applications. And because of that, I would give it a uh, three out of five. So that would be a backyard griller rating. All right. So, you know, if you run into it, probably not worth our, not worth passing up, but not something you're just going to be racing out and buying right off the bat. So... Uh, something that is available in marketplaces, or is this something more uh, online that you're going to have to find? I would say more online. Uh, go to racecitysauceworks.com. It's listed uh, for 8 ounces, even though the jar here says 16 ounces, the big old jar. I'm not sure if it's a typo or whatever. Uh, that 8 ounces sells for eight ninety nine. Uh you could probably email them. Uh Chad Locock is the owner of Race City Sauce Works. He can probably figure that out for you. Uh I'd say it's worth it, even with shipping, if you w- want to try something a little off the beaten path, uh something a little different on wings, whether or not you're grilling them or frying them inside, uh, uh it, it would be a good off the beaten path kind of option. All right, so uh, three out of five, and again, eight, uh, Race City Sauce Works is the website if you want to check it out. Uh, next item I'll forbid is Pirate Johnny's Cajun Pirate Barbecue Rub. So uh, we're out of the sauce, now we're going in the seasoning portion. Uh, what do you like about uh, Pirate Johnny's Cajun Pirate Barbecue Rub, or what don't you like? Um, what I don't like, it's not very versatile. Uh, don't expect to be able to put it on all, all kinds of things. Um, what I do like, it has a very excellent herby, savory flavor to it. Uh, heavily into the Italian herbs, the thyme, the rosemary. Uh, it's excellent as a steak seasoning and a burger topper. Uh, and one of my favorite dishes to kind of cook inside is some pork and beans and some cut up smoked sausage. Uh, just, just something that's kind of quick to make for me and my two sons. Uh, I put a teaspoon of this into that. It's like, wow, it goes perfectly in that kind of application. Hmm. So it, it just, again, this is kind of one of those oddball things. Uh, might be good with jambalaya. I haven't tried it with that yet. Uh, I have not tried it with ribs, but when it comes to ribs, I prefer something a little bit more sweeter, uh, maybe something with a saltier edge to it, and a little bit of uh, like chili pepper-induced spice. Uh, but this, almost all savoriness, but for what it's worth, it's pretty good. Where can you find it, online, or is this going to be a little bit more readily available in stores? 
Uh, just like the other product, you can buy this online at piratejohnnysonline.com. And the word Johnny is J-O-N-N-Y-S, no H in that. So it's piratejohnnysonline.com. Uh, it's available in a number of uh, sizes. You can get it for 1.5 ounces for $3.50, uh, 2.6 ounces for $5, and 5.8 ounces for $8, all plus shipping. All right. Um, and my rating, yep. just like the previous product, I would have to give a backyard griller. Three All right. So three out of five. So probably worth a try if you can get at it if you're looking for something a little bit unique uh, when it comes to the to World Rub. And again, uh, not overly versatile. Uh, correct. And you know, just like uh, a lot of the other kind of strange barbecue rubs and products, it might be good on something like popcorn. Because I know you've done that before, yeah. I've done yep. that before. Just to sprinkle a little bit on something that's slightly buttered, it might be good. I, I haven't tried it in that capacity yet. All right, uh, last thing we're going to be talking about tonight is the Hellfire hot sauce barbecue rub and seasoning. So when I hear items like Hellfire hot sauce, I'm thinking, okay, where? Let's be honest. We kind of skirt two different worlds with Scott Roberts. There's Scott Roberts, the barbecue and grilling guy that's on the show. And then there's ScottRobertsWeb.com and your whole fiery foods thing. So th- there always seems to be like one product that, at least through verbiage, seems to want to skirt that gray area of going over to the other world. Is it as bad as it sounds? Is it worse than it sounds? What do you think? Uh, it's better than it sounds. Really? All right. Yeah. <laughs> It. The the company makes some tremendously hot hot sauces out there, employing you know the Trinidad Scorpions, the Buchalokias. This though is a very very mild uh, seasoning and rub, and of course, uh, as you notice, it's in a regular five ounce woozy bottle that yeah. hot sauces are usually in. Um, but yeah, there is you know dry seasoning in it. Uh, this is one of the, when I first tasted it, uh, is one of the strangest things I'd ever tasted. Uh, I like to pour, whether it's sauce, seasoning, whatever, I pour a little bit out on the back of my hand and taste it. Uh, I did it like four different times with this. And strangely enough, I got a different sensation each and every time. One was really salty. One was savory. Another time was really sweet and got a lot of cinnamon tones out of it. Um, So it was just really bizarre. But when I tried this on pork steaks about a month ago, uh, let me tell you, it was absolutely perfect on it. There was enough sweetness, enough saltiness that kind of broke through. Uh, it really married with the uh, the juices and the natural pork fat flavors. Uh, so it was a very, very good experience using this. So uh, as far as the spiciness, it does have a touch of spiciness to it, but probably nothing that most people out there wouldn't be accustomed to. All right. Well, where can you find Okay, you can go to hellfirehotsauce.com. Uh, you can buy this five ounce bottle for five ninety nine plus shipping. Uh, and this, I would give a very high recommendation to it. I would give it a top ten call or four out of five. All right, four out of five. So top ten call for that best rated out of the three products tonight. We go back in reverse order: Ray City Sauce Works Appalachian Black Cherry and Moonshine Barbecue Sauce which is at RayCitySauceWorks.com. That was getting three out of five. Pirate Johnny's Cajun Pirate Barbecue Rub, also getting three out of five. But you had uh, a couple different sizes to choose from, PirateJohnny'sOnline.com, and then uh, the most highest 
the most. The highest rated item tonight, Hellfire Hot Sauce Barbecue Rub and Seasoning, five point or five ounces for five ninety nine. Hellfire hotsauce.com. Uh, Scott, before I let you go, what's happening new in the world of fiery foods? Are there any new hottest peppers of the world? Are you eating peppers just for fun and videotaping yourself when watching your face foam and cry? I mean, what's the deal? I haven't done that in a while. Uh, of course, the new hottest pepper is the Trinidad Maruga Scorpion. That, that was earlier this year. Correct. Uh, I, I would say the probably biggest news concerning me, there's a redesign of my website coming up within a month or so. And uh, I don't know if I should really announce this. This is not like a formal announcement. Oh, wait. But that, that, that. Oh, hold on, Scott. I just drum, I just drum rolled right over the top. You go ahead. Do it again. The ill-fitted video show, uh, the weekly firecast that I produced episodes of three, four times every season. That's probably about it. Uh, I'm thinking of turning it into an audio podcast. So that's something to look forward to in about a month or so. All right. So the weekly fire. So what is it going to be called? Like the every so often firecast audio show or what? Uh, I'm just thinking the firecast. The firecast with your host, Scott Roberts. association of time to it uh but i think audio i'm just going to be able to produce more shows more regularly but yeah we'll see now for the people that have seen the firecast though withholding the fact that uh the release schedule is inconsistent to be fair the production value of it is phenomenal i mean it looks like you're in you know central newsrooms and uh, the production value of that was very high, so I would imagine uh, you're probably like me and, and you like to make sure that everything looks and sounds good. So the audio side, uh, if it goes to audio side only, uh, will still be a well-produced product for the people. Uh, definitely, definitely. And, and I think that was one of the uh, downfalls. It, it, just so much went into it, the graphics and everything, the rendering. You know, I, I had to let it do it overnight on my computer. You know, next morning I wake up and there might be an error. I would have to do it all over again. It, it just became a big, big headache trying to set everything up. So I'm, I'm going to run with the audio, uh, kind of see how easy that is. All right. Uh, he is Scott Roberts. You can find him at Scott Roberts Web. Dot com, and you can also find him here once a month reviewing Sauce and Rub. Scott, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming out tonight. Well, thank you very much, Greg. You got it. There he is, Scott Roberts from scottrobertsweb.com. All right. Hellfire Barbecue, hellfirehotsauce.com. It's the Hellfire Hot Sauce Barbecue Rub and Seasoning. That was the winner tonight. Check it out if you're looking for something a little different. All right, uh, last read before we close out tonight. Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. There's creeping marauders around each and every turn on the Internet. And I think we can all agree on that. But sometimes you're looking for a barbecue and grilling item that just isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown or anywhere near you. So now your options are limited. You're forced to go online and buy it, or you're just going to have to go without it. So the Internet grip starts to set in. The hands start to sweat. Your neck tightens. You've been screwed on internet purchases before. You don't want it to happen again. Who does? After all, this is your hard-earned money you're spending. You need to feel confident that the company you are buying from is honest and fair. And that's where the good news comes in, folks. Let Fred Bernardo and the gang over at Tasty Licks Barbecue relieve you of your internet buying stress. Tasty Licks has one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock. They're ready to ship to you directly. Now, let's ask some fair questions here. 
Are there other places on the internet that you might be able to find some items cheaper? Perhaps. But are you 100% confident that you're actually going to get the items that you buy? How long is it going to take for them to get to you? All great questions that no one can answer with 100% assurity. So when you buy from Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply, you can feel good. You know that the items are in the store. They're ready to ship to you promptly. Everything priced fairly in the store. Hell, if you want to try and work out a special deal with Fred, I'm sure he would be happy to take your call and work something out with you. Tasty Licks carries grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types for those cookers, wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. Let's be honest. If they don't have it, you probably don't even need it. And on top of all that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors in his store as well. So you're almost doing like this two-for-one thing. You're shopping at a sponsor and you're buying sponsors' products. Really the best of both worlds when you stop and think about it. So don't forget that Tasty Licks also has their own line of barbecue sauces and rubs as well, so you want to try those. Bottom line, head on over to TastyLicksBBQ.com and let the confidence exude from you as you make your online purchases. Then enjoy your items upon delivery. And don't forget that Fred and the gang are there to help you after the sale as well. Nothing more important than that. It sucks to get something. You realize you're not smart enough to get it together or work it properly. Now you're screwed. Fred is there to help. TastyLicksBBQ.com. We'll be back to wrap the show up right after this. Stick around. We'll be back in mere seconds. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, uh, wrapping the show up, almost two minutes till, 58 past. I appreciate the fact that Scott and Derek want to come on every month and make sure that we're not foolishly throwing away our monies. Nothing worse than throwing away monies these days, because I don't have a lot of monies to throw away. All right, let's wrap it up. First hour, 50% of you liked it, 50% of you didn't like it, and the other 50% could take it or leave it. Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy, samlivecast.com. Maybe your opinion will change if you tuned in tomorrow to his show and see what it's all about. Maybe not. Uh, also, second hour, Derek Rich's bbq.about.com. We talked about how to clean your grill properly and all that good stuff. Dangers of grill brushes and then the new Kamado grill that's out. And then we had Scott Roberts closing out the show, reviewed uh, one sauce and two rubs. A Hell City Fire Magic, or whatever it was, won the night. Let me quickly remind you to protect the raw cast iron real great population. Before you're done, hit it with Pam, hit it with Crisco, let it burn in. Season it every time. Years of rust-free service. For generations, really. Also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Jam-packed show next week already. Michael McDearman is in. I'll get it loaded on the backside as well. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.